0: And welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam. And from the mat with two black eyes, just one, two, getting his ass beat, but somehow rises from the dead, my buddy Orion. How you doing, princess? If I recall, I actually won last week, so
1: that was much less enthusiastic than your bottle cap opening. That was a blender bottle that I just popped open. But uh, yeah, I staying hydrated, staying happy and healthy after my victory last week. So things are good.
0: Things are good. Well, I'm glad you can be back to join us. Our podcast. Yes.
2: yes. (laughs) (laughs) Me
0: too, buddy. Just throw your victory belt in my face and say I'm done with this shit.
1: No, I'm going to wait till I beat you a few more times. And then I'll just drop the belt on the mat on your lifeless body. That happens later.
0: Speaking of lifeless bodies, I really hope they make another Mortal Kombat movie, God.
1: dude. They should. They should. As long as that, you know my feelings on some <laughs> of the characters of that film. Useless protagonist, otherwise fantastic.
0: <laughs> what was his name again?
1: I don't know. Sir, kicked my ass a lot. I don't know it's what like his name Skyler
0: was. Skyler or something.
1: Cole. I think it was Cole.
0: Cole. That's right. That was close. Cute.
1: Super close. Super close! What a worthless. You know what? Let's change this episode to switch to the plot of the newest Mortal Kombat film. Uh, the main character had plot armor. Literally, that was his superpower: was to get his ass kicked and get stronger from it. Just, ugh, what a dumb character. But Scorpion and Sub Zero fight just makes the movie so dope.
0: You see, like fucking Sub Zero just make a fucking that sword like, ice blade. Was like, yeah, and they threw yeah. him into the uh, the ice wall. Get over here, God! That was that was dope tonight. That was fucking awesome. That was tight. That was tight. But nothing beats a Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That is just prime creme de la creme cinematic masterpiece.
1: Mother, too bad you will die. I think I've told the story, possibly even on this podcast, but. In the Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Baraka gets uppercutted and flies into a pit and dies. And later in the film, because she failed Shao Kahn, uh, Jade gets thrown into a pit. And they just replayed the clip of Baraka getting thrown into a pit
0: (laughs) because they (laughs) wanted to spend more on the CGI. They just replayed the same
1: clip. It's a low enough resolution; nobody can see who the fuck that
0: is. Just play it again. This is 1996 graphics. (laughs)
1: Fuck. Oh, what a dog shit film, but I absolutely love it. (laughs) All right, we're already going off
0: the fucking rails. All right, so this week, we're back. We're on the same side this time, I guess. Uh, We'll see how this plays out. But going back, I mean, we really haven't been, you know, lobbing the volleyball of metal back and forth here recently. Uh, But I guess this week, it's back in your court, uh, which I'm not upset about. Uh, uh, I guess a first from Azaleigh Dine. Yeah, you know with, we,
1: with an ocean between us, is that what you're? An ocean betwixt us, is that what you're going to say?
0: Yes, an ocean betwixt us.
1: Yes, an ocean betwixt us. I went with this because we have some some stuff in the, the old pipeline. We got some some heavy stuff coming out. We have some some lengthy conversations in line, and so given you know the 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 barrage, the battle that we had last week, and actually kind of partially in line with our previous battle wanted to go with something that we could just kind of slip into like a warm bath and be like, you know this album. I know this album. Let's chat about it. Let's chat about it. And so Ocean Between has made a lot of sense. This was an album that I didn't get into, honestly, until I was pretty much done with undergrad. And if I recall correctly, you, Shoals, a couple of other people pushed me into liking As I Lay Dying. I'd heard them plenty of times before, but I didn't give this album a spin until I was graduating. And then pretty much that entire year, this album was on constant play.
0: Yeah. So we'll jump at that. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be a fun episode uh, on the metal journey and all that stuff. I mean, this is, you know, I think when it comes to metalcore, and we'll, I guess, do a quick disclaimer about it all with the, as the, the band and its members and all that nonsense. But yeah, this one was definitely up there for, you know, for metalcore for sure. Uh, but the last week, man, we definitely had, you know, I, I, I don't want to say it was our best episode to date. Um, I enjoy doing this week with week in and week out with you every time. But I, I think last week was probably one of the most fun times we've had so far. Just the... Uh, it's, this is what I've been dreaming of doing all the time. was just what we did last week. That debate, just song v. song. like That was just fun as hell.
1: That was super fun. Trying to... <laughs> Time that some of the defenses we were coming up with were getting pretty comical. I will happily bring Halloween by Halloween up to bat any time of the week and defend the shit out of that song because that was that was too much fun. That was such a good time,
0: yeah. And you know, and I did get some kudos out there, uh, not just from you and Chris, but about sticking up for Welcome Home from Coheed. Like that was, uh, you know. Uh, Definitely, you, you know, had no shot in hell. Like it, Yeah, it was not happening, but, no, you know, I, I made some valiant effort, but, you know.
1: You did, you it's know like what? A,
0: it, it was like a 16 to 1 seed, like, it's...
1: The difference <laughs> is luck, that champ. the 16 to 1 seed has actually won before. Shout out Ryan Odom, the new head coach of VCU, actually. Uh And so that's actually happened before, unlike Coheed's
0: Welcome Home ever beating Welcome Home by Metallica,
1: which has never <laughs> And will never
0: happen. That's that's true. Uh, but yeah, with the episode's doing fantastic. It's just it's good to see all the support we're getting week in and week out. So definitely appreciate all the continued support, uh, fellows and gals out there around the world. Um, so, all right, enough pitter-patter. Let's get at her. Mm-hmm. All right. So this episode, this week, An Ocean Betwixt Us? Excuse yes. me. Yes. An Ocean Between Us by... Uh, American metalcore heavy metalers from California, As I Lay Dying. What yes. you got for us?
1: So as you mentioned, As I Lay Dying, metalcore band hailing from San Diego, California, founded in 2000 by vocalist Tim Limbasis. There's been lots of iterations of band members. I know there's some there's some kind of divergence there. I know that's a little bit polarizing as far as things that have happened with band members. Not really here to talk about any of that. The album itself that we're going to chat about today is An Ocean Between Us, which was the fourth album released by As I Lay Dying on August 21st, 2007 by Metal Blade Records. So this for me, just to talk about the album, well, before we do that, I guess we should dive into if you have any other additional comments and then chat about the album Kaver.
0: Yeah, so I mean, let's just, I mean, you know, the elephant in the room, right? You know, I think we might get some flack about talking and shining light on Tenlenbesis and Asley dying, you know it's I I don't agree with what he did, right? But he did his time, and it, it is shitty. But I, I still look at you know the music that came out way before all that shit happened. It, it's still good music, so I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna talk about it, and I'm still gonna enjoy listening to it with you. Um, and that's all there. Um, so it's just like we don't again, uh, what's the fucking word? We don't condemn. We, we don't condone the actions that he took, but I think everyone is, you know, is due their, you know, their fair trials and they do the time, do the crime, do the time. He did the time, so he's got to make a living after the fact. And they still did. And the, the last album they put out was fucking killer. So I definitely loved it. But anyway, I just want to get that out right there. It's like, we're just going to talk about the album, talk about the music itself in 2007 and what it was. Yep. Um, Separate so this one the is, uh, the art from the artist in this particular instance. Correct, absolutely. Um, no, so for this one, um, you know, I, I'll jump in. So for me, Azalea Dying was a band that was right in the mix with like Darkest Hour, uh, Both My Valentine, All the Remains, stuff that Billy was really heavy into, and they were big into them. Like I, I think Billy and uh, the other guitarist, my band Tony, they, I mean, they were following them from Shadows of Security uh, through an um, Ocean Between Us, then up to uh, the Powerless Rise, and I was like, and this was by, I really got into them kind of about two thousand ten, and it was just like because the Powerless Rise, I could Tim's harsh vocals were so clear, and they had you know such a very catchy you know, clean vocalist with Josh Gilbert on bass, but, and as I went back, you know, it was just, it was interesting to see the pro, the pro, uh progressive growth that Tim had as a vocalist going from, you know, the very first album up to their fourth, I guess it really was their fifth album um, by that time, and as he got stronger and clearer in his voice, but like and the, also the production value on all the albums just got better, brighter, and and cleaner, which I thought was really great. Um, so I mean, I had you know picked up you know Powerless Rise and An Ocean Between Us, uh, i mean Ocean Between Us and Justice Security. You know, I I I listened to Frail World's Collapse a bit, but it really wasn't. Um, I guess. It 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 was very much of that time, like it was very rough recordings and stuff like that, and it just has like that very just like the, the cookie monster type vocals there. So I, I really didn't get into it, but it was really, I mean, Shadows of the Security, their third album was what really kind of like that trilogy of albums was like where I kind of stayed in. It's like, man, this is just these are all good songs, and I mean, some are better than others, but you know you. And almost make like awesome greatest hits between those three albums right there. But I Ocean between us has, um you know, in 2010 I'm still in John, still John Tyler and just loving more so of the clean side of things. Like I mean, Tim's vocals are great, but it's still not, you know, as I said, they're, they're clear, but it's, st- I'm still learning, getting my ear in tune with everything. And especially going from, I like guess going backwards, or how clear it was on *Powerless Rise*. Going back to *Chaos Security*, how kind of muddled it could be at times. It's like this is—it's pretty rough, but this was kind of that, we, that sweet spot. where We could see like the progression, the growth of him as a vocalist, um, and then like the songs on here. Like there are some absolute killer songs. I mean, we fucking did it last week. I mean, nothing left was—I mean, it's obviously it's one of their best songs. I, I think um, the you know watching the music videos out there with their just high quality H D two forty P
1: smooth <laughs> buttery goodness. You can see every you can count the pixels. It's incredible.
0: Yeah it's God it's fucking awful. Uh um, this was also an interesting time too because you know it has it's the first album to not feature um, their old bassist um Clint Norris who you know left after Shadow Security And then they bring in Josh Gilbert to fill in, but he really wasn't a full fledged member until the power rise. So this was just, it was an interesting album to, I think to really listen to again and really just dive into It's like, was there anything that was so nuanced that we forgot about, uh, or in in the new, you know, tricks up our sleeves like, Oh shit, that's fucking awesome. So this is definitely fun. Uh, what about you, buddy?
1: Yeah. So for me, as I mentioned, um, when we were chatting earlier, I didn't really get into As I Lay Dying very much until 20, I guess it's 2012. I'd heard As I Lay Dying before. I wasn't really super into metalcore at the time. I kind of had a, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'll go so far as to say love-hate relationship. More like interested than not interested relationship with metalcore. I found a lot of times a lot of it just sounded like more of the same. Like a lot of metal metalcore bands just kind of fell into the minutiae of similar sounding bands. And honestly, even As I Lay Dying like that was that for me. Like Shadows Our Security, I know is pretty well touted as a solid metalcore album and a solid As I Dying album. But I'll admit, even listening to it, I guess, coming out of high school and going into undergrad, it just kind of fell into the sea of other metalcore songs and albums for me. So it was kind of middling for the most part. Ocean Between Us, I had heard, thought it was solid, didn't really give it a spin again until a few years later when I was finishing up undergrad. And then I just could not stop listening to this album. I think that this is... In my opinion, their best album, I think that this is the best showcase of a wider breadth of what this band can do. So I'm probably biased in just the type of metal that I listen to and like and prefer to listen to. I think that this embodies more of that. So yeah, for me, far and away, I think this is their best album. But I'll get into that more as we get through some of the songs. But That's how I feel about it.
0: That's a hot take because I uh, wouldn't go that far. As it's their I, best album.
1: I, I would say for me personally, it's like, and this is going to get some people kind of mad. This is the only As I Lay Dying album I go back to and listen to at times. If other songs come up with them, I'm never mad, but I never intentionally go back and listen to anything else that they've come out with. Foolish. Hot take. Hot take, but that's where I'm at.
0: Foolish. God. Like I know. Dude, We're starting off you spicy. To the last album? Jesus Christ. I like, did. That I did. Album... It was fine.
1: It was, fi- it was good, but it wasn't It didn't blinded torn between powerless rise. I like also.
0: Okay. One of my,
1: one of my, one of the, one of my higher ranking as I lay dying songs is off powerless rise, which is, what do you think it is? Just out of curiosity.
0: Uh, I even had it as a
1: ringtone for a little bit. Remember those (laughs) ringtones?
0: If I had to guess, it was probably um Condemned. C- incorrect. Uh, beyond Our Suffering. Nope. I, I don't fucking know at this time.
1: Only constant is change.
0: That was going to be my next thing. Because I, I mean, Buddy, I, Buddy Billy and I would always text each other just random shit. And you know what, man? You know what the only change is?
1: Is it constant? Yes. Would you say constant? Yes. That's a great yes. song. But
2: we're, sure not no, we're, we're not doing that
1: album today. We're not doing it. I, maybe but, in the future. We'll see. But, I, dude. Dude.
0: I can songs, go back to Shape by Fire all the time. You're fucking crazy, man. That and again, album.
1: like I said, anytime other songs will then pop up, like on you know random playlists or you know how serious or uh, fucking what are they called? Spotify will generate like a hundred song playlist. Other stuff comes on. I'm never mad about it. But if it's like, hey, go back and listen to a, a As I Lay Dying album, it's pretty much only going to be Ocean Between Us for me.
0: Okay. Well, I
2: mean,
1: maybe a little I Powerless Rise here and there, but still.
0: Well, you definitely should go back to Awakened and Shape by Fire. Those two are bangers.
1: Which one has a bunch of covers in it? Is that Decus? That has. Dekas. Yeah. That's got. Paralyzed uh, is guy. a banger,
0: too. Yeah. Paralyzed, and you also have. Uh, Kelly and Electric Eye is really... awesome. I really like Moving Forward, that other single. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Coffee Mug. Um, oh, what is that? Um, *Misfit*,
1: Not Misfits. Uh, wait, is it Misfits? Descendants. Descendants. Oh, Descendants.
0: Okay. Yeah. Not to be confused with coffee, um, Duncan Hill's coffee by De- Death Clock. Yes, yes. Which one the of the greatest. announced a new tour with Baby Metal. Yes.
1: There's also unrelated, who was it? Dream Theater is going on tour with uh, Animals as Leaders. I'd very much like to catch that show. It's totally that. unrelated, but let's unrelated. get back to these guys.
0: Yes. All right. So, uh, but overall, I mean, this is going to be super fun. I mean, going back, um, I mean, it's now, you know, Sweet 16. For this album, uh, before we dive in, Ocean. Betwixt <laughs> us. I mean, no, I'm not say. Before we dive in, what do you think about the album cover? I'm about the ocean cover.
1: <laughs> the album, the ocean cover. Uh, it's. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I, I like it. I like it. I think I don't really have any complaints. I don't have. I think it's pretty clean. I like that. It's not super busy. If I were, if I'm being like a super, I mean I'm not a fucking art critic or anything like that, but if I were to redesign this album I, or this cover, I think it would have been actually cooler if instead of being "As I Lay Dying" in huge letters across the front middle, maybe have that in like the bottom right and the font a lot smaller. That would be kind of badass looking if it was mostly just the image itself and like in the bottom right hand corner it says "As I Lay Dying" in ocean between us. I think that would have been cooler. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's 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 clean. Like I think it's it's well done. I like it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's all right. I mean you've got I mean, I feel like all their albums, right, they've got this Skull you know, or some iteration of a skull. Yeah, some aesthetic of a skull on this one. So this one you've got it on the left hand side with like a green, yellow glowing eye in the eye socket with looks like wisps of black hair on like a blue, green, yellow splattered canvas, and it says in large font, as lay dying, but then right above it in very tiny font it says an ocean between us. Mm-hmm. So like it's you know, of all their covers, like, it's it's fine. I just think of this as, like, the yellow album. I don't really, it, no, it's nothing to really take away from Yeah, it, whereas...
1: I'm not, like, blown away by it. I mean, it's cool looking. I think it's less busy than some of the other album covers, and I think it looks pretty solid, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I mean the, the Shadows of Security album, that one's probably, like, that one's probably my favorite. Like, it just. It's a... Oh, the
1: moon with the skull? That's pretty sweet, yeah. too. Which one is it that is a powerless rise? It's yeah. I'm not as big a fan of the powerless rise album cover because that looks like any other metal album. Awakened is is fine. Yeah, it I would say about
0: the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher.
1: It looks like what would be at the front door of one of those like crystal shops that sells candles and shit. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and then All right. shaped by fire. Don't like that one very much. All yeah. right. Anyways. Uh, Ocean Between Us. Ocean Betwixt Us. Sorry.
0: All right. An Ocean Betwixt Us. Uh, so, this album, right, they've got uh, listed 12 songs. However, there is the intro and then there also is an interlude in the middle. Uh, for ranking purposes, we will only do the 10 actual tracks. Yes. Uh, but we'll talk about the intro and the interlude. And let's just dive right in. First track. Separation. introduction songs or intros to albums right this is rather interesting because i, I sometimes wonder like, what is the point of this right like it's cool it's it really, it's not even cool like it's just like it's fine like it's just you're turn the knob upon your guitar you know turn up your volume turn up your gain turn up your treble and all that shit and you're just yeah you know, doing like a quick like little finger workout, just bam. but you hear like the like real super staticky like like a seventies vibe yeah. to it. But what? I, but when doing research on this, I understand. I think why it's there and why it's done that way is that you know when they were making this album, they were trying, they were very burnt out on the genre of metalcore and were trying to do something different. And I think that this is maybe, it's almost like, you know, you're turning the radio dial in your guitar and you hear the static of going through different stations and that that's what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to change their sound a little bit and tune it into something different. So that, like, when you look at it through that lens of them trying to, it's like, we want to try and do something different, you know, and not just repeat shadows of security from when I look at it through that lens, like, okay, I get what you're trying to do. And it's called separation. We're trying to separate ourselves from the past and forge a new future. So when I got that way, I'm like, that's cool. But as an intro as itself, I'm just like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel I, honestly, I, I have nothing against the intro. It doesn't really do much for me. For me, it's just a buffer for how jarring the next song starts. That's the only way that I really view it. So pretty indifferent about the intro. I don't think it's bad by any means. But again, just a little cushion for the landing of our
0: next track. All right, next track. You've heard it once. You're going to hear it again. Nothing left.
1: first time in podcast history get to talk about the same song two weeks in a row uh, first thing, lyrical content nothing left, nothing left, there's nothing left, nothing left, I mean goosebumps, I'm just kidding uh, here's what I'll say there's things about the song I do like uh, I particularly like the drumming a lot, kind of that like cascading I don't know, don't think drum roll is the right word for it, but you know what I mean, it almost sounds like some fucking barrels rolling down a hill, I, I like that. that kind of composition and that setup of it is really cool it's heavy I will say this though even though this album like you had mentioned separation and they talk about wanting to kind of play outside the parameters of standard metalcore I would argue that Nothing Left stays pretty much within the bars of a metalcore song this to me is still very much a metalcore song I like Nothing Left I think it's it's a solid song I just think there are I was actually also surprised that this is I don't know if this is a single, but it's one of the most popular songs on the album. It's cool. I like the song. I always enjoy it whenever I hear it. I think there are far better songs on this album, in my opinion, but still like it. Uh-oh. Are we already starting off Are we starting off hot already?
0: So, I don't know if you know, buddy, but there's another song called Nothing Left by Rice Remain, <laughs> and the lead singer, Austin awesome, Tickets, is Far Superior. <laughs> Do you mean uh, Diet by Matt Tuck? <laughs>
1: I was still pretty proud of coming up with that.
0: That was that killed me. (laughs) Uh, I uh, bro, I so debate aside, and my true feelings come out. This song fucking is awesome. Like the fact that how it just starts out super aggressive, and it literally just like you hear a minute and a half of like a slow intro, like okay. Okay, and you share. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then you're right, the, the cascading drum rolls. It's it cool. Just, it, it just, it just like blast beats and just hits you in your chest. And fucking, uh, how was it? Uh, fucking, you know, Jordan Mancino is just a fucking monster on the drums and how he can keep up with these fast tempos and you know, stay in tune, stay in time, and it, it, it's fucking killer. I mean, you know, like, lyrically, it's like, yeah, it's it's not much to write home about, right? Until you hear, like, the cleans jump in, you know, like, those gasping for their last breath, we cannot hide, there's nothing left. Like, it just... I, I think what gets people about this... I guess, really a, about this... Song in general is that it's it's short and sweet. I mean, it's only you know three or just over three and a half minutes long, um, but it just, it gets in and gets out, man. Like it, yeah, it's fast and heavy. It's got a little short, sweet solo at the end of it. No big deal. But I think what really is like the the takeaway from this song is that part where you're just hearing just like a a Guitar just rolling through some just quick open chords and just hearing the drums. Just the drums really carry the beat and the pattern to this, where it's like, di-nay, di-nay. like those gasping di-nay, di-nay, for their last breath. Di-nay, di-nay. We cannot hide di-nay, di-nay. nothing, like the that right there
1: carries the song for me.
0: That, it, and, yeah, right, it carries it, and that's what I think yeah. what makes it so heavy and memorable as a as an opening track, like, this was definitely an honorable mention on, you know, top 10 intros, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Very well could have been up there, man. This song, that's why I think it has to be played. One, it's a leadoff track. It hooks you right in and just, it pummels you and leaves you blackened and bruised about what's about to happen for the rest. However, I do it, and I do agree with you that it's it's funny, right? They're like, yeah, we don't want to be, like, of security and, and and redo the metalcore thing, and then you um, you uh, you listen to this fucking album. And you're like, to kind of do that. Uh, what'd you do different there, old Timothy? I
1: there are things that are different. I don't think this song really. It's very good. It's let me preface again by saying I like the song as a standalone song. It's solid. Like if I heard the song as a single or outside of the context of the album review we're doing, I have really no real gripe with this song. But if you're looking at it holistically on the album and the idea of being like, "Oh, like this was them trying to, you know, have a paradigm shift in metalcore." My reaction is, "This is a good metalcore song." But that's it.
0: Yeah. Like, like it's I mean, I I almost I I, I looked at it, I opened the case, I pulled out the stamp next to it, and I looked at it. But I was like, "Mm," like it, it almost gets the stamp. Almost doesn't
1: get the stamp for you.
0: It, it, I think there's a little bit of fatigue to it. That's which is why because I do listen to it quite a bit because it's so great. But I was like, but because it doesn't really change the game, so to say. Correct. I think that's why I don't get the stamp.
1: I think that's that, that's very fair. And I think, again, when I look at the whole album, it's hard for me to rank this one super high compared to other tracks on this album. And especially the idea of, you know, we're trying to kind of go against the grade of metalcore. And it's like, but you made a good metalcore song. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, but you, made just a perfect
0: metal, you made a yeah. perfect metalcore song. Like, you got harsh vocals, just... Brutal. Super the drumming clean. is
1: fantastic. The drumming is you got far and away my favorite part. Brutal
0: of this. drumming. You know, you've got your bass player, who's your clean vocalist. Like that's just a, a tenant in metalcore nowadays. You know, <laughs> you've got a, a decent solo, and it's just it's you've got like uh, an anthemic chorus. It's like you you, you checked all the boxes for metalcore. Like, what's wrong? So I mean, I I rank it high, but there are other songs here where I think that just. Edge it out just a little bit. Yeah. Well,
1: with that in mind, uh hopefully there well I'm gonna let I can't break tradition.
0: I'm gonna let you do the segue. Alright, next track. An ocean betwixt us. <laughs>
1: An ocean betwixt us. So I mentioned, you know, I like nothing left. It's good. It's a solid metalcore song. It doesn't really go against the grain a ton, but it's still solid for me. Not to give rankings, this is kind of along more along the lines of what I would look for in this type of album. That's saying they're trying to go against the grain, kind of have a little bit of differentiation. I particularly like the chorus and a little bit of like guitar noodling and stuff happening while the chorus is going on. At the very least, this song breaks apart from some of the metalcore minutia. I like Ocean Between Us quite a bit. I will also openly say it's not super high on my rankings, but at the very least, I can say this is kind of more of the experimentation and kind of going against the grain that I want to see this type of band do. Right? I want to see them do their strong metalcore roots the brutal drumming the cool transitions the switching between cleans and screaming but i like some of the experimentation with the clean singing with the guitar kind of doing its own thing does it work for 100 percent of the song for me no but it gets a little bit of extra points for at least doing something a little bit different for the band so i like this song not my favorite but i do like it and i like some of the things it
0: does so just so everyone knows Two real tracks in. Orion's Ryan's preference, yeah. Whenever I listen to Ezra Down, this is the album i go back to all the time. First two tracks, yeah, it's alright. Like it's metalcore, like it's okay.
1: Like we got a while to go. What the
0: fuck do you like about this album, then?
1: It all Which sucks. I can this actually is a say lie. that about other albums I was gonna later. say was like, we. The first two
0: tracks, I'm like, meh. Uh, anyway, about, um, let's rewind to
1: um, episode one of our podcast. We're like, you know what? This album does not get. It. It's just. Do And it's polarizing, but we love it. First, we said, well, this song fucking sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trivium, we love you. We um, love Trivium. No, for me, O notion Between Us, like, it's... I really like the... I really don't know how to describe it, but it's like this really tight, just rhythmic picking, and it's almost like a squawking, just, groove, where... Squawking just, groove? It's just like, na, rehe- na 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 like, I just, it's not crunchy because of the, their guitar tones. It just sounds like a squawk, like it's, I'm like okay, uh, but I do, yeah, but I do love the clean chorus break with Josh coming in. Uh, I think that's what really kind of like hammers in why I like the song. Uh, but I do agree, like it's it's not my go-to, and which kind of sucks, being that it's the title track, um, and you know, You know, we're really not seeing, as I mentioned before with Tim, like his vocals are getting clearer, but this one, I don't think he's so super clear enough yet. And it's really not until the cleans where it's like, is this your salvation? Is this all you can give? I will not stand in reflection of someone else's dream. And I think what is the bright, shiny moment of this is Josh is where it's he on. He says someone else's dream. And he just like he stacks those notes and goes up that staff and just belting out "Someone Else's Dream." It's like it's just it's ah it's just so heavy, um it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Like just the fact that you can just hear one man just belting out these notes and it just hits you in the chest like a fucking Mack truck. Um, but 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 I do like the song. I mean, it's not my favorite. Uh, I don't skip it by any means. Uh, I I think this is a good kind of one-two after nothing left in the notion between us. It kind of really sets the tone of, like, here's what we're going for. We're going to keep our Metalcore roots, but we're going to try and do something different. But I think also you have to look – I think what we also have to do is you have to put yourself in 2007. What is Metalcore up to that point? I think we're also – we're so accustomed to Metalcore – 2010, 2012, 2015 Right, in post, This is 2007 where, where it's you're not you're not really getting what we're accustomed to yet because they this was kind of setting the stage for it I guess a little bit. I am just trying to picture what else was out in 2007, right? Cuz I really didn't get into 2010, so I really can't speak on it too much, but but I think what we're doing now it's like it's not just um blast beats and harsh vocals. Like it's got some some noodling in it that kind of just breaks up that heavy crunch where there's not I guess I don't want to say talent or skill but if you can if you can just like do a power chord and just chugga 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 like that's fine but if you can do more fret work on the guitar like it it just makes it more interesting to listen to I think that's one thing like you may not be able to pick out exactly what they're saying or singing about but your ears hear the guitar is just like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, it's not just something that you could pick up and do the next day. Like, you have to know what the fuck you're doing when playing guitar, you know? Right. Yep. Agreed. Well, look at that. All right. Well, next track. Within Destruction. <laughs>
1: Within Destruction. So, a few moments ago, you commented, Hey, Orion, you said this is like your go-to as I lay dying out. I mean, here we are two songs in. You seem kind of whatever. Oh, buddy. I fucking love this song. I am a big fan of Within Destruction. No surprise on the thrashy side of things. I love that middle part that's really atmospheric and kind of creepy with just the guitar work going on there. and There's that kind of lull in the middle of it, and then it just goes super heavy, super thrashy, very Slayer-esque towards the middle of the song. There's definitely some some dabblings of Slayer in this song. Very much so. Uh, I think that's pretty evident, and it wouldn't surprise you if they were listening to some Slayer when they wrote this particular song. So for me, this song Kind of moves out of that vein of metalcore. This song feels more thrashy to me. I mean, it has very metalcore vocals, but this this feels more like they were turning the dial outside of their kind of standard metalcore roots. So for me, Within Destruction is is a banger. Put the stamp on it for me. Big fan of this song. I will, I go back to this song pretty regularly, even to this day. I've I've always been been a fan of this one. So it's I'm not going to go tell you exactly where it ranks, but just know. I do like the song quite a lot.
0: High praise. High praise. I actually prefer the other version of this song called Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers from Mm. Austrian Death Machine. Mm. um, Which is also by Tim (laughs) Lombises. Which was released a year after this album. (laughs) Uh, But no, but what the instruction is, you're right. It is. I, I think as I've gotten older and, and really gotten more into like the, I think just doing this fucking podcast, we like really appreciating more thrashier um, type songs. Like this song definitely fucking kicks ass. And I think this is what they were going for in terms of like, we don't want to be so much like metalcore, right? We're bored with like, where's that? I just got like this weird solo guitar bridge where it just has like this very eerie, atmospheric tone. Like, yeah, that that fucking part is fucking killer. And you think it, it dies out, but then it just punches right back in for another minute and a half. And, like, it, it's super, super fun. Um, I, I think the one thing that I kind of like about the lyrics on this one is it's, you know, if music is a mirror-revealing the depths of my heart. Then I will write the darkest song for without forgiveness. My soul is lost. Like it's kind of cheesy, but it's very, I like eerie. it better than
1: nothing yeah. left. Nothing, nothing left. There's nothing left. I think this,
0: this, this
1: does a little better job, but I agree yeah. with you. I mean, I think it's, I will say this and I don't mean this in a shitty way. Lyrical content is not something that I look for or, or value super highly for as I lay dying, I don't really... Oh, know. bro,
0: you're... I, on this album, I'll give you that. There are later stuff. There is some stuff. I'm just like, ooh. T- ooh. It hit me right in the feel hole. Right in that hole. Mm. mm mm Good sound. All right, funny. well, we got enough to say about that. Next track. Forsaken.
1: Forsaken is if the members of the band were, were sat down in a room with people who were like, hey, you guys just keep making the same shit. It's just the same heavy metalcore. And they were like, hey, fuck you. We, have some, we got some tricks up our sleeves. We, we got some other things we can do. I think Forsaken is a very solid song. I think that it has a lot more layers to it. There's some diversity to it. Bit of a callback to last week, Leviathan by Parkway Drive, how I mentioned there's like a lot of layers to, to peel back. This is, is this the song, longest song? I would guess it probably is, right? Yeah, it's the longest song on the album. I think it has a lot of complexity
0: and layers to it. At a whopping I, five minutes and yeah, 18 it's, uh, seconds. It is.
1: Uh, it's a doozy. It's almost as long as Halloween by Halloween. Uh, it is a... If you listen to
0: this twice and you still had room to grow.
1: Yeah, if you listen to this twice and listen to half of it again, you could finish ha- uh, Halloween. It's um, it's tough for me for Forsaken because it, the riff gives me the stank face. There's a lot more going on in terms of musicality. There's a lot of layers to it. But for me, I think my hiccup with Forsaken is I think in terms of the holistically, the song itself is fantastic. There's a lot of layers to it. But for me, one of the things that I have trouble with is replayability. It's hard for me to go back and listen to Forsaken repeatedly, if that makes sense. Maybe it's just because of the type of album this is or the type of genre for some reason. And that's, I know that sounds kind of a bit of a contradiction. I really like forsaken and I think they do some things pretty damn well in it, but it, it's hard for me to replay it a lot. If that makes sense. Every time I hear it, I'm happy to hear it. I'll, I'll sometimes choose it out as something I want to call out and listen to and, and, and play. So, I mean, again, that that does sound kind of contradictory because my rank for it is actually pretty high. And my, my rating for it is pretty high, but replayability on this song is one that, so yeah,
0: All right, so I'll say this. Um, let me speak about the song and I'll, I'll tie into what you were saying about it. I, I You and I have come in from different angles, but I think we converge at the end on why. Um, so I love the opening on this song. I think it's got a really cool, just like breath mint after Within Destruction, where the song opens with a guitar. It's, it's, it's just fun and catchy and just, and it finally just, just stomps right in Um, vocally. I mean, Tim's voice is great on this. It's, it's super strong. Um, I do feel that the cleans from Josh are, I I think what you're getting at is it, it kind of holds it back. It almost feels like they're very flat. And it's weak. Like a, week, we like, are. like, yeah. Well, he just like, what, what is he saying? Um, I
1: know you are the one we've left behind. That part. Yeah, it's, like, like, the I, it's like I. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: It's like I know you are the one we left behind. Yet somehow we are the ones who are alone. You are the one we left. Like it's just. It's
1: that part. I agree. The chorus.
0: Uh. Like I, obviously, hearing it from my fucking voice fucking blows, but <laughs> hearing it from him on the album, like it's it's fine. Like he he's has the right voice. Like he's not flat, but it, this it just makes his song feel flat. The chorus needs
1: like, to be punchier.
0: Like, there's no like like anthemic build, you know, where it's like you you know where it. And on the flip side, like there is a part where it kind of builds up, but it's like.
2: You are forsaken,
0: <laughs> like like that. You know that kind of flips the script on it. Um, but I really think that this song is a sleeper, mm-hmm. and this is where I think you and I are on the same page. The fact, like, I don't always go to it, but I'm not upset when I hear it. That's fair, right? And I think that that's what we're saying. It's like you don't go to it, um, but it's it's got the plays. It's got to listen to the listens and show like it's a great fucking song. It's a sleeper. But it's not something you always want to go to. It's like, do I always want to hear fucking you know, sad songs about puppies? No. You know, I don't want to hear Sarah fucking McLaughlin on her goddamn, you know, well, have a hand commercials. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear that shit all the time, but when I hear it, I'm like, Okay, it's good, it's good. You know. But when I seek it out, it's good. Yeah. Um and to kind of finish it up, like, there's that part where you hear, like, the back and forth between Josh and Tim with the heavies and cleans, like, there's uh, almost, like, this echo in the background. Like, that's just a really nice, like, sonic uh, aspect of what they put in there, which is really good. So, I mean, I've I ranked this high, um, but it's one of the things where it's like it's just, to me, it feels like a sleeper, and I that's why I like it, because it, when you listen to it, you're like, man, that, that is such a, when you, when you get done with it, you're like, wow. I feel like almost like refreshed and and washed clean after listening to it. That's fair. That's fair. Which kind of you know leads me to the next track. You know, I, I feel more comforted, but will it betray me? We're about to find out. Next track, comfort betrays. jump in on this one real quick. I mean, this is uh, you know one of the shorter songs on the album, but it's got that just thrashy stank face the whole time through at 2 minutes, 50 seconds. You've got a stink face for 2 minutes and 49 seconds. You're just like... As soon as that first note hits, you're just like, ooh,
2: <coughs> ooh,
0: fuck yeah. Uh, you know, it just, it's just, it's heavy, it's thrashy, it just punches you right in the face the whole time, and you know, we finally get another solo coming through. In this one it's it's just like organized chaos. It's just all over the place. It's kinda of just noodling, just like, you know, I've got two verses I wrote for the, the lyrics. I slammed them together. There's no chorus. Get in, get out, you know, Nick, rip it up, and let's fucking go. So yeah. you know, it's it's fun, it's short and sweet, and it you know, this is I think where they're pulling from like the thrash influences <laughs> on this one. Like it's yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah. I, I would say that for me it's kinda like they were making the album I'm like oh, shit we know the we need another track uh hold on got one out of the metalcore box here uh okay cool yeah comfort betrays throw some passion there we got to cut about a minute off of this shit we forgot a solo put a solo in there all right cool on to the next one it's fun it's a fun short track it it, yeah. it, it it's extremely self aware I mean this thing is two minutes and fifty seconds long. <laughs> It's fine. It does feel very much like they just kind of hodgepodge, piece things together. This feels like a last minute track to me. I, honestly, this feels like a bonus track to me. It's kind of how I view Comfort portrays.
0: Uh I can see that it, it really, it honestly, it sounds a lot like All Strange death machine, which it's kind of silly to say, because again, it is, it is Tim uh, Tim LaBeas doing the guitars. So I kind of feel like it's because yeah, he did all the instruments on that album. It just it has like this super tight guitar, which is fine. Um it does feel like a bonus track. Uh but I just imagine like they wrote like this really nice, like grandiose chorus to it. And like, yeah, Josh, you did a good job. And as he left the room, they just like and delete. <laughs> Shit sucked. So it's
1: it's fun. It's fun, it's quick. You're in there, you're out of there, like swimwear. Yeah. I, I don't have super strong feelings on this one because it's a song that I like. Like, it's actually fun to listen to. I never mind when it comes up, but it just, it does feel like they're like, ah, shit, we got a couple minutes to kill. Uh, let's throw this in there.
0: Yeah. It's like, hey, Nick, Phil, noodle up and get in there. Let's go. Yep. So. All right. Next track. It's what Orion says every time we log into the podcast. I never wanted to do this.
1: Listen to this crappy song. No, uh, Here's what I'll say. I never wanted... It's breaking the formula. Some aspects are pretty great. You're listening to it. It feels like it's kind of dragging on. You're kind of tuning out a bit. There's some ebb and flow, some changes, some layers here and there. It's pretty cool. You're jamming. You're kind of listening. You're like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Then there's this really interesting transition that happens. There's a section of the song... This is going to be a weird comparison, but there's a section of the song that has especially drum work-wise, a very Mastodon feel to it for probably about 30 seconds or so. And you're like, oh, okay, this is different. This is interesting. But buddy, when that new, I guess, refrain comes in with the in this vicious circle we're all brought back to life uh, only to die, that whole section catapults the song into a much higher level for me to a point where we get a little lick and slap this bad boy gets a stamp it takes a second to get there and I'll admit the first few times I heard this I was just like god damn this shit's fucking dragging ass but that back half of the song fucking awesome huge fan of the song really really like it again takes a little while to get there but when it does boy howdy it's, it's damn good so yeah it's <laughs> that back half especially oh boy it's fucking awesome
0: sorry I, I just had to wipe the tears from my eyes <laughs> Uh, cuz <laughs> sound the alarms boys and girls we're in agreement uh so from the beginning the the onset like this song in 2010 is just right up my fucking alley it's got that slow sad boy opening, just like i never wanted... exactly yeah, quick call I out I on never
1: that can be that like, part yes. of the song and that's fun. that's where we differentiate because when this song came, this album came out, I guess when I was done with... Yeah, it came out right after I graduated high school. I didn't listen to it that much, but I remember distinctly the first part of the song. We were joking about it. The vibes I got were you're logging into MySpace, sitting in the dark, a little teary-eyed, just clicking and dragging that girl you liked out of your top eight. <laughs> that's what's happening in the beginning of the song.
0: I never watched it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah but i but like that alone like that just something about just it drew me in i think again it's got those clean vocals which i mean josh was great on uh but I, i will say there is probably not another song on this album i may be mistaken by one or two others but this is probably their most like progressive song and most experimental song like, I mean, I wrote down, a, you know, it's, it's funny because it starts off almost like the Unforgiven or it's going to be like Unforgiven 2 where it says like, it just, it's... That
1: Unforgiven 3?
0: Shut the fuck up. But. <laughs> like, it is like, they're like trying to twist like the, <laughs> the, you know, the very typical mold of, you know, chorus, verse, chorus kind of thing where it's like, we're going to put like the, I guess it's like the slow chorus right in the beginning and play it a couple times and then jump into it and then once it gets into the next part, you know it's like you know, it's really you know how long I. I, I guess the second part when it gets after that little chorus, is you feel like it's just like, almost like a. Just it's not a blast beat, but just like a just a double kick, just going in, you know full speed, with like a very you know solemn echo of how long I to regress to the days before I took upon myself. The obsessions of this world, a day of innocence, equating beauty for tomorrow may fail and today is already gone. Like, you hear the first two lines where it's just Josh, the second two lines, you hear Josh saying the obsessions of this world, and you hear Tim coming in and also saying those last lines for tomorrow may fall and today is already gone. And then just like it's those layers that they're just like, like they're just like folding, you know a buttery crust that just keep folding and folding and folding and folding until that butter is just all throughout that crust for that warm apple pie. And so like there's building these layers, man. And from there it's like the second chorus or the second verse, excuse me. It's like every single line has something different. Like it's a different drum pattern, it's a different guitar line. The vocals are just in a different wavelength, like that, nothing is repeating. Like it's just something different every single line. I fucking just love that. Like you just don't know what's gonna come next. And you're absolutely right. It's like when you just hear like the double bass just kick in, just and it's like it's building and building and building and building. You know, that part at the end. It's like, I've seen my world change, and to go back to where it came in this vicious cycle, we're all about back to life, only to die again. But without these barren obsessions, I am simply free. That's when I looked at my ink pad, took out the goddamn stamp, just squeegeed it in there real nice and sloppy, and just smacked it. This is a fucking 10 out of 10 banger. Oh. And then when the song is over you kind of get back to separation where you get this, just they're tuning the radio dial and you hear just the solemn male vocal. It's like, I've seen my world change and then go back where it came. And like the song that closes, like, it's just, it's a very eerie feeling. The song's got so many just bobs and grooves, ebbs and flows to it. Like, this is what I think they're saying. Like, we are trying to change the metalcore game with, and this is the song. Like, it's, it's not within destruction. It's not going to kick you in the face right away. Like, this one takes time and a dedicated listener who is, you know, I don't want to say intelligent, but just ones that just can actually appreciate music. And, you know, and I might be a hypocrite, because there are some fucking songs, but, man, pff, fuck that. Bands, pff, fuck that. You know, but. That's what I get. So, and I should be better about that. You know, be more appreciative and understanding. But I think this is what they're trying to do. It's where they're saying, we're going to do something different. It's still metalcore. It's going it, to, this is what's going to change the game of metalcore down the road for how songs are created and structured. But yeah, this song is, this is a 10 out of 10. Stay it now. All right. Well, uh, I think what's going to happen next is everyone's going to bury us all for my shitty opinion on this last song.
2: <laughs> I'll
0: take this one. Um, this one's got not a lot for me. I mean, bury all. I call it, uh, comfort portrays the prequel. Um, like it, I feel like this one, you know, it comes after comfort portrays, but I feel like this one was more fleshed out and they just copied it on comfort portrays. You know, it's just, it's you know, lyrically nothing to write home about. You know, Tim's vocals are fine. It's chunky. It's, thick it's got a you know quick little blistering you know 20 second solo nothing again to write home about if it's even 20 seconds like it's just it's fine uh i yeah that's about it. that's all i got for it. like it's nothing to write home about
1: We pull out on my notes because i got a lot to say on this one buddy boy nah, it's it's fine uh it just feels like they reached into their their box of metalcore songs they'd written over the years and closed their eyes and grabbed one the back-end solo, sure, it's pretty fast and heavy. This is very much a filler track to me, and honestly, they can do better than this for a filler track. It's fine, it's heavy, it's entertaining. This is one of those kind of falls in the minutiae tracks for me, so a little disappointing given some of the, the I guess breadth and prowess they've demonstrated in other songs on this album. This one just feels like Filler. More. I like that you said it's kind of the prequel to "Comfort Betrays." Yeah, "Comfort Betrays" is much better than this song. So this one just kind of...
0: Well, no, I just feel like this one was more not, and fleshed out is a bit of a stretch, but I feel like this one was more well rounded. It, it just wasn't just oh, like really? it just wasn't just like just fast to be fast. Like this one had a little bit more of like a, a groovier riff to it, if you can even sure. say that. Yeah, you know, it, I feel like it was more fleshed out. And then like, shit, we know the song. And like. Comfort Trade is like let's just make Varia All one and a half times faster, like sold, and then
1: maybe that's why I dislike it better. But Various All, for me has and hasn't really. My opinion on it hasn't really changed. I've noted this feels like the laziest song of the album to me, Um but doesn't mean I dislike it. Like if I hear it, I'm not like ugh, I hate the song. I hear oh, no, it,
0: and no, I'm no, like, it's that's not. I mean, that's, yeah, it's not a go to, but I don't skip yeah. it. You know, yeah,
1: I don't mind it, but it's funny when you listen to it, especially when you listen to the whole album and you're like. I don't really know why this is on here, but I don't dislike it, but I certainly don't love it. It's fine. It's the old middling tag on it.
0: All right, buddy. Well, next track, it's what you hear every time you listen to me speak. The Sound of
2: Truth.
1: Most popular song. I'm going to guess this is probably a radio single. Yep. So. In this particular track. As they dying, it feels like they're really firing on all cylinders from vocals to guitar work to drumming. They're trying to kind of break that mold or kind of do a bit of a paradigm shift in that metalcore thing. I will say some of it, not metalcore-esque, but just in terms of some of the work is a little formulaic and intentionally made to be digestible. Like you can tell this is a track that they're trying to kind of, I guess, open up to a wider audience, which is by no means a bad thing. In fact, I think in this case, it's actually, it's very good. It's very tasty. I think they could do more with this song. Like, I think they could have pushed the boundaries a little bit more. I still really like sound of truth. I see why it's, it's an extremely popular song. It's pretty high on my list, but, um, I just I I don't know it feels like they just they they were pushing the boundaries and then they kind of stopped in like a safety zone if that makes sense. So So what are you
0: looking for them to do though?
1: I don't know, I just feel like especially, you know, kind of like there's some noodling going on but like the riff itself is is it's fun, it's very catchy and maybe that's just me not trying to look for the song to just be digestible. It just it feels like they didn't really push it as far as they did with like I Never Wanted, for example, like the back half of I Never Wanted, where they kind of pushed it more with with everything. I really like Sound of Truth a lot. I think it's a really awesome song. My only gripe with it is I think it also has fatigue for me. I think I've just heard it a few too many times. And it is again, it is very much designed to be that approachable song that they can get out to more people, which is fine. And I think it does a good job of that. And it's still very tasty. So I don't know. Maybe I'm sounding like a broken record here, and, and maybe yeah, part of are. it is 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 a little bit of fatigue. I still like Sound of Truth, but I, I think it's dropped a little bit for me in terms of of placement on the album. But I still like it quite a lot. It's still fairly high, but I don't know. It doesn't have the replayability for me as as it used to.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, this song. I'll leave my funnel. Uh, thoughts later, but um, this one I call Guitar Hero 101. Like, this one, you know, it's got such a simplistic riff that if you are being introduced to it on Guitar Hero, that you're like, oh, I can actually play that. It's not that hard, you know. And I actually think that this is probably one of their most fleshed out songs throughout. Like, it's not super complex you know, like I never wanted, but it's got you know, chorus, verse, bridge and all that stuff. But let's let's listen to that, that solo though real quick. That solo is fucking just nasty.
1: It's a cool solo. I do ju-
0: yep. kind of fun just build up like i really don't ever hear in solos where you've got the solo beginning and the vocalist coming in and just breathing through it and then just letting it go wide open like that is fucking cool um no i i think the riff alone takes this in the opening it just it's i will always go to this song always the catchy ass riff you know it Four minutes and 20 seconds. It's, you know, it's kind of short and sweet for the most part, but it doesn't ever leave, leave you hanging like, oh, like it's just dragging on and dragging on. It's like, no, it's just, it's fucking, it starts off heavy and strong, a kick-ass killer chorus. And yeah, this one, I look down. The stamp still laying there from two songs ago. Dab it back in. This one gets it. 10 out of 10, my guy. Fucking awesome fucking song. All right. Well, next track. Time to just become The Departed. another interlude here and this one is as interludes go it's actually pretty good um it's actually got real musicianship in it it's got real guitars in it uh it at first it felt like a little unnecessary but i think it's definitely a palate cleanser from what we've been listening to for the past nine tracks uh it's you know it's I don't know. I think for as interludes go, like it's it's really fun. It's it's kind of like just light and uplifting, and ethereal, and atmospheric, and just almost feel like you're just like floating away, like in one of those uh, pools with the salt, uh, those um, sensory baths. Like I can just float in those for days. No, but this one is, you know, it it definitely takes your mind into a different place because there's real instruments in it, like guitars and shit.
2: So
0: I just yeah. <laughs> so I you know we won't rank it, but I definitely do I do like interludes and instrumentals when there actually are instruments involved, Orion. You got that?
1: Yeah, I mean I think this is a pretty cool interlude. Um what would make it better is if it were a Grammy nominated instrumental, then it would be pretty good. Uh but as it stands, I mean I think <laughs> I think it's it's pretty cool. A Grammy is,
0: nominated. What do you mean? I don't understand. Uh,
1: nominated for a Grammy. Uh, anyways, as I was saying, I <laughs> you know what would really bring departed together? A little synth, a little scratching, a little sampling. But I digress. The no voodoo rages. Are you referring
0: to session from Lincoln Park? Off I
1: there? I rest my case. Uh well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow, what, what a he, piece of trash. Ah, uh, I know you really are. All right, well let's let's move on, buddy. Instead of continuing with this this just battle which we had last week, and we need to do again. By the way, that was super fun. We got more in the, in the chamber in the chamber. I want to do that again. You know, what we should do an instrumentals battle
0: session versus
1: any other instrumental. Baby, it'll win.
0: <laughs> it's like, well, was your instrumental Grammy nominated? Mic drop. Exactly. I would win. Ah. Uh, Next track The Wrath (laughs) Upon Ourselves. buckaroo
1: so obviously when this the song kicks in you you get no chance to settle into the song like sure departed has an interlude into this but it just blasts you in the face immediately to like a kind of comical level like i I sent you a video earlier of the like the leaf blower hitting the dude in the face
0: and it's just so real quick can i interrupt you yes so you've seen Avengers Age of Ultron, right? Correct. All right. So, you know the scene where uh fucking the Scarlet Witch uh gets on Bruce Banner and they're in that city and Hulk goes on the rampage and we see the Hulkbuster armor finally so. pop out. Yeah. Right. So, it's basically it's Iron Man and, and the Hulk like is going to tear through the city and he gets like the fuck the Hulkbuster armor gets like the reciprocating arm and just is punching the Hulk in the oh, face, yeah. face just That's how I feel in the opening. It's like like my face is getting blistered. It's like what the fuck is going on? Jesus Christ. Like that's how I feel.
2: Yes.
1: Every here, it, just play the very beginning of the song again real quick.
0: It's now, just, imagine you or Bruce Banner getting hit in the face repeatedly by Tony Stark. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what's happening at the beginning of the song. It it just it kicks you the shit out of you at the beginning. You're like, God, damn. And then again, just still being super brutal in the segment where he says, for in the eyes of the deceased, and it's just super metalcore, super heavy, and, you know, it gives you the stank face. You're enjoying it. And then it transitions into the clean vocals. So that we would see hope in our last day inside this dying world etc cetera, etc cetera. all that part is fucking sick and then during the guitar solo and the riff is still playing in tandem with the guitar solo i fucking love it this this is what i'm looking for on this type of album like this is what i want to see like a leveled up metalcore band do like it's still still very metalcore still a lot of the, the soul of metalcore is very much in the song but it's leveled up like they're taking a solid metalcore song and and up upskilling it, it's fucking awesome. I love this song. I, I think it's dope. It's pretty high on my list. I will happily re-listen to the song anytime. The intro is is comically ridiculous, but I I love it. I I enjoy the song every time.
0: You say comically ridiculous, but that's not bad. Like just, no no, I'm not saying that it, in a bad way. Just,
1: it's like funny how much I mean, you enjoy it when it it's happens. Funny
0: how great it is. Yes, because yes. it's. And also, I think if they had started it right on, that just like da, 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 da. like it would be too jarring. Yeah, I like but the coming, like the weird but coming out of departed. Right, yeah, coming out of departed in placements, everything. Right, coming mm-hmm. out of departed, and it has that little like three, four second, just like lingering echo, and then it's just like da, 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 da. I was like Jesus Christ, like holy shit. No, like, you're absolutely right. Um, the, like, this is, I think, pushing Metalcore to its extremes and, like, really trying to flesh out, like, how can we stay within this sound but carve out a new path for people to venture down and still be heavy, melodic, thrashy? Um, like, I... It's like the guitars on those for them they they're really super crunchy but also just twisty. They're just like being like I just I love that aspect of it because it's like it's super just technical, but it just leaves it very open and it breathes really easy. Uh and I like the like just that solo drum part where it just like I long to see their faces regardless of the DK and then you know the chorus kicks in and like it's just it's like that part it's just so brutally heavy brutally heavy and I, I again I think Jordan is like the hidden you know hero of this album because the drumming that takes place in this whole album is just phenomenal because it's things that you wouldn't think where a drum would shine the most or be the pinnacle or the focus point. They just they change all you know preconceived connotations about that, and he just makes it like fuck you. The drummer's in the front of the stage, eat my ass. Like I'm gonna be the the, the I'm the one with the fucking spotlight on me. Like fuck yeah. Tim, I got the spotlight. So
1: yeah, the drumming yeah. on a lot of these songs is my favorite part on a lot of these songs, which hasn't popped up a lot for us on a lot of album reviews that we've done. But there's so many songs on this album that the drumming. Is what stands out to me the most, and I love.
0: Yeah, so yeah, this song, definitely. I mean, it's again, it's only four minutes, kind of short and sweet, gets in, gets out, but they throw and compact so much between the cleans, the heavies, just the experimental things you can do with how, how to make a strong, make a strong song, and, and that they, they knocked the park out of this one. You know, I I am hesitant to give the stamp. But it's right there. It gets some ink. It gets some ink for it, me. it doesn't it get the, the leftover. Stamp. It gets it the, gets the leftover.
1: leftover. I look at some spilled. You know what's funny though? I I I don't understand this. This has one of the least plays on the entire album, at least on Spotify. In yeah, fact, it has fools. the second. Yeah, it has the second least plays behind Departed. Isn't yeah. that strange? I didn't realize that. I I was under the impression Wrath upon Ourselves is like a pretty popular, or at least I don't know. That well, surprised
0: me. Us as intellectuals. <laughs> take the time to listen to the songs like these and not just the singles. Get,
1: they must get scared away at the, the intro to the song.
0: Probably. They probably got concussed and just passed oh. out. <laughs> Alright. Last track. Wow! So, what a way to end the album with "This Is Who We Are." Uh, I I really don't have a lot to say about those because it just takes my fucking breath away. Like, I just love the song. I love the way it opens. I love the um, just the overall just tone of the song. It's got this very just themic feel and feel good tone all throughout you know it's and and feel good is not the the right word lyrically but it's just you know now this is who we are i am not i am no one's hero for we are not the giant men that some may think we are faithful when we are not so i'd like to tell this story the way it's meant to be without the burden that's in our hearts none of us would ever have found you For you are faithful from we are not. You began a work that you only can complete. Now, this is who we are. I'll never know the answers, and I'll always wonder why. Like, it just has this, like, just very, just, I feel like it's uplifting. It's like, you know, this is who we are. This is the skin I'm in. Take me for who I am. And and I think this is kind of like the realization that I just didn't really Put two and two together, like, this has got to be Clint Norris on vocals, on the cleans, which is, I think, why I like it so much, because it's, it's almost like a, a goodbye from him, you know, mm. from the band. Like, this is who I am. You know, I am not a giant man that some may think, you know. Um, and it's, it's a five-minute song, but it's really got a really nice – like really nice piano outro let's listen real quick yeah just some really beautiful piano work that you haven't heard the entire album. And like I've told people before, definitely check out... uh, Definitely check out Sean Townsend on YouTube. He does metalcore covers on piano. He does... I think he's got a a whole... He's got Chill Switch Engage, which all Kill Switch songs. He's got tons of covers from As Lay Dying, um, definitely from this album for sure. It's like, it just takes this song and just beeps it up. It's all piano. It's beautiful shit. But no, but this song, um, it, it's an awesome way to end the album. Yes. Um, I, this gets the stamp.
1: This gets the full stamp, eh?
0: This gets the full stamp. And there's several reasons for that. Uh, you know, when I was probably, it's probably about 2011 or so. 2012, you know, I was scrolling through my iPod and everything, and I'd wanted to hear the song in particular. And I had, it was This Is Who We Are. Before that was um, This Calling. And there was This Is Absolution, Kill Switch, All the Remains, As Like Dying Lake. I would listen to those three songs on repeat just because it was This Is. You know, or this, yeah. and that's actually what spurred the whole "This Is Music" thing we did last year, because I loved like the "This Is," and I wanted to do a whole thing like what songs are "This Is," and those two songs, those three songs came to mind perfectly. But you no, know, like this song, it just has like this just. I, don't know, I love this fucking song. It's it's got something where it almost just just transplants you to a different world, mentally. And with the the drums and the guitars, it's something's going on sonically to just alleviate your mind from any pain. So, this one, uh, this one g- gets the stamp, man. Lick it, sign, seal, and deliver 10 out of 10. This album's got three. Like, I, I agree, man. This one's a fucking awesome, awesome album. I, uh,
1: I also really really love this song and i think it's a awesome way to end the album i think that vocally it's still very strong not quite like not necessarily like an anthem feel to it but i know what you mean like it's it's kind of oddly enough it is kind of uplifting like it's it's even though it has a very somber tone especially the outro piano piece i i'm a huge fan of this song i think it's a bit of a sleeper especially as you kind of get towards the end it's kind of closing out the album but this song has always been one of the songs I tended to go back to quite a bit uh, and I would let it play out. Like even to the, you know, the piano outro, yeah. I've always really liked it. There were times where the chorus for me, like sometimes it would hit really well. Sometimes it wouldn't, but more often than not, I would love the way it sounds. And the more I listened to it and then replaying the whole album, I think it's a very fantastic song and I think it's placed perfectly. I think this is a great, great way for them to close out the album. And this is, upper tier for me on this album as far as songs. So big fan. I mean, Great way to end it.
0: Yeah, I mean, take the. Um, I mean, take the piano. Off the uh, end of it. I don't think you could really place this anywhere else in the album.
1: It would still like, be a take... strong ending, even if it ended at like the 330 mark, which is pretty much you know what I'm when... saying, like,
0: if you want to put this in like track six. Like, I don't think you could put this. It'd be hard anywhere... to jump
1: back in. To yeah, another you, song you have to take that.
0: the piano off yeah to try and fit it but you just could. like, even still, couldn't even still like
1: see. the way it outros out at like 3 30 if it were to end there and then you're like okay and now to the next song it wouldn't fit like it wouldn't work yeah, it at wouldn't, least for no. me
0: so it definitely it's like you know it's got that just opening just you
2: know a, very i
0: guess a normal opening we've been hearing so far right but but it's got that normal opening that we've been hearing, but I just think the way this, song, I think the emotion within the song, it, it it's, it's perfect as the tail. And then adding that piano is just beautifully perfect. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, I think it's an awesome way to, I mean, it's, but the other thing is it's not just a good ender. It's not just a good album ender. It's a solid song. So I think it's one of those songs. It's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I don't think this song would fit anywhere aside from an ender, but, it's such a fucking awesome song in and of itself that I would still like it quite a bit. I do. I am curious if it would be as high for me as it was if it wasn't an ender, but I think it probably still would.
0: Yeah. No, it, you know, it's still a great song. I mean, I think, yeah. even because we all talk about like fatigue, like, man, I'm like half of the album, like, man, I'm fucking beat. You know, I, how much more can I take of this shit? But no, I think this one, it's like, I look forward to the end. Yeah. Because of this song. Yep. Um, but what I wanted to, what I mentioned to you earlier was, the back half of this song album, excuse me, the back half of this album is just non-stop action. Yeah. From I Never Wanted to This Is Who We Are, including Departed, has an overall rating of like 9.5. And that's including Burger Saul, which, you know, I like Burriosaul. I think it's better than Comfort Portrays. You know. I think Comfort portrays, because it's a, even though it's a longer song, you know, it's just like, they're kind of the cousins. I, I don't know. I, I kind of, maybe I maybe I got it backwards. I don't know. But I feel like I never wanted to bring us all, sound of truth, departed, wrath upon ourselves. This is who we are. It's just, just it's nonstop chaos. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's great.
1: Yep. I, uh well, we'll get to, I don't want to spoil it before we get into the rankings, but this is a good one. I am curious. Here's the thing. There are no songs on this album that I flat out dislike. There are a couple that I'm like, take it or leave it. But there's none on here that I'm like, I can't stand that song. Um, Which is great. That's usually not always the case. Even with some of my favorite bands. I have a couple of songs in an album that I'm just like, yeah It doesn't have that. It does have some that I'm kind of like, eh, take it or leave it. But there's none that I flat out like can't stand to listen to so i'm curious to see where we are even if our rankings aren't very similar i think our overall feelings and impressions on the album and songs are pretty close
0: i'm actually pretty shocked at some of our rankings mine shifted around a couple fallen yeah but no i'm like i said i was definitely where i i'll say i thought some of my rankings would be higher than i thought but i think we put like we put the numerical digits of you know Seven out of ten, ten out of ten, nine out of ten. Like, oh shit! I actually do like the song better. It's like interesting. And you're like, I oh, tried it's not that to shift it
1: around too much when I ranked them. There's yeah. a couple, like in general, compared to how I had initially listed, like ranked these for myself earlier today. A couple of these have moved a little bit, but not much.
0: I think two moved, and it was only in the better position. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, well let's do this. Get into the rankings, buddy. Your album, let's go. What you got, number 10?
1: My number 10. Bury us all comes in at number 10 for me.
0: Prize there. Same here. Okay. All.
1: <laughs> all right. My number nine. Comfort Betrays comes in at number nine for me.
0: My number nine also Comfort Betrays. Two for two. two for
1: right. 20, 20% of this album, we are perfectly tied. So that's already pretty significant. Yes. This is where it all falls apart. Where it all falls apart. Number eight, nothing left.
0: And that's where it is. All falling apart. (laughs)
1: 20% the same, none of the rest. (laughs) All
0: right. Uh, My number eight is probably your number one, An Ocean Between Us.
1: Do you know why I shook my head at that? Because my number seven. seven? That's my number seven. An Ocean Between Us comes in at number seven. Uh,
0: My number seven is... Forsaken.
1: Do you know i making this face? Why? And number six is Forsaken.
0: <laughs> now, I we talked about how much we loved that song. I have it at seven. Because it's an eight out of ten at seven, because there are just so many other good songs on this album.
1: I have it at a six with an 8.25 out of ten. I shit you not.
0: Wow. Okay. All In right, fact,
1: seven. just for funsies look at that you can literally see it right there 8.25 out of 10 way more musicality riffs gives me stank face layers
0: (laughs) yeah makes sense uh my number six rubber baby buggy bumpers excuse me within destruction at number six all right as a nine out of (laughs) ten
1: All right, now it's just a matter of, of of just stacking goodness on top of goodness. There's no wrong order here. Yeah. All right, my number five and I'm I already start my four and five are pretty damn close. My number five comes in with "Wrath Upon Ourselves."
0: Okay, uh, my number five is nothing left. Uh, I just mm. it's the opener. Like I will, I'll never turn it off when it comes on. Like it's just like if I'm trying to get to another song, I'm like, ooh. That came out first. Ah, give me like give me at least like two minutes of it, you know. At least the at least the opening, you know. Mm-hmm. Um you're number four. Number quattro. F- this is who we are comes into number four. Uh my number four is Wrath Upon Ourselves. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> number three, starting to get everybody mad. My number three is Sound of Truth.
0: uh my number three is this is who we are here we go hey wow number two number two
1: within destruction comes in at number two
0: okay okay uh my number two is i never wanted
1: i knew what your number one was going to be but my number one is i never wanted
0: and my number one is The Sound of Truth, which I'm not mad at any of these rankings.
1: I'm not either. We don't really have any, like, within Destruction, Is it's a taste thing, right? Like, I'm a huge thrash Slayer fan, so the fact that they kind of, you know, took that inspiration and ran with it, that song is automatically going to be pretty high for me. You could make an argument that this is who we are, sound of truth, or better holistic songs. But I also, I mean, I have to incorporate and be fine with my bias. I have to go back and say like, which song am I going to want to listen to more often?
0: And within destruction
1: is a song that I will go back to happily anytime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly the thing. Like I, I have said it before because of this podcast, like I'm liking more and more thrash stuff and I've gotten a better affinity and a better taste for within destruction and think it's a great song. It's a. I give it a nine out of ten, but there are just so many other like, put this out, put this song on other albums that we've done with some really shitty songs. It would be like in the top three, but because it's so out, you know, it's in the shadows of the sound of truth. I never wanted, and this is who we are. It's like when you got three ten out of tens just smacking you in the face. Like, what do you have to do? Uh, and like, I, I, I mean, I always knew like those three songs were always like, they did not budge. They were one, two, and three. I wrote them down at the very beginning. One, two, three, like nothing was going to change. Yep. Um, I, I thought, I mean, really actually, as I'm looking back now, nothing left actually went down two spots. I had it at four in my head, but wrath upon ourselves. Um, Oh, sorry, it was a four spot, but it went down one spot. No, no, doesn't matter. But I mean, Wrathbound's Souls really just took it over. Um, and I mean, Forsaken. I mean, it's a great song, but it's just it's it's just weird. Like the, the, you're right. Like these songs definitely. This album stacks up, man. It stacks up hard. You know, it makes it tough to where you rank them. So, uh, but let's recap it real quick. So, uh, you know, we didn't rank Separation. So we have nothing left at five and eight. An ocean between us, eight and seven. Within destruction, six two. Forsaken, seven six. Comfort betrays, nine nine. I never wanted two one. Bury us all at ten ten. The sound of truth, one and three. Uh, departed the interlude. We didn't rank. Wrath upon ourselves, four five. This is who we are, three four. So, so, I mean, so you and I, like, we definitely love this album. We we know which one we like. We know where each other's taste is, and it's this is a fun one
1: for sure. yeah this is fun man i would say that the only songs i would take off are and i wouldn't even care if we did or not but bury us all in comfort betrays i would love to sneak in the only constant has changed from powerless rise out of this album and maybe paralyzed and then this would be a primo back to front banger for me uh but otherwise i mean it's it's great I, i'm going to listen to this album some more this week i'm sure
0: awesome all right man. well any final thoughts
1: This is a fun foray into metalcore, which we will revisit again. Absolutely. Brings me back. I mean, like I mentioned, late 2012, 2013. You know, that was years after this album came out, but I was blasting the shit out of this album. I could not stop listening to it. And it's been a while. I mean, there's been some songs here and there to listen to, but to listen to the whole album back to front a few times over the past week or so, it's been fun. It's been bringing back some memories.
0: Good. Yeah, I mean, I... I will always be an As I Dying fan. Um, I, you know, they've got new music coming out down the pipe. I don't know if it's really called As I Dying or not, but you know, it definitely it speaks to me in some way. I mean, Tim's voice has gotten stronger, you know, from the powerless rise to Awakened and then you know, after his time with Shape by Fire. So this is it's good stuff. Like it's it's good metalcore. It's they have the right musicians, you know, between uh, Phil and Nick on guitar, Josh and, you know, Clint on bass beforehand with their clean vocals, and then Jordan on drums. Like, it's just a, it, it, this like, it's a super group. Like, they're just a fucking just beast to be reckoned with. This is an absolute fantastic album, I think. Showing anyone getting into metalcore, nothing left or the sound of truth, like, this will just get them hooked immediately. So, excellent choice. I'm glad we could you know revisit the you know 2007 metal journey with this album so good pick buddy
1: appreciate it my dude this is a fun one glad we did it awesome
0: all right well uh, let's uh, wrap it up man so again thank you to all the listeners out there week in and week out we definitely appreciate all the support and all the listens and to seen the podcast grow week by week, leaps and bounds. Uh, continue to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Metal Oasis. Uh, the best way to contact us is uh, our email, themetaloasis at gmail.com. Again, that's themetaloasis at gmail.com. Uh, continue to uh, listen to us you know, on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, all that shit. You know where you listen to us. Uh, Please, you know, leave us some reviews, man. Give us some five-star reviews. Leave some reviews on what you think about the show. We just want to get further up in the food chain, get more people to listen to us, and, you know, share the metal love. So if you got anything for us, let us know. Let us know what you think about this album, where we ranked our picks, and, you know, how it sounded overall. Are we right? Are we wrong? Is, you know, I Never Wanted the Best Song? Is fucking The Sound of Truth the best song? Who knows? Let us know. Well, we know. You let us know if we're right or wrong. We definitely appreciate all the support. So, Ryan, got anything else for us, buddy?
1: No, this was, again, a comfortable album for us to to dive into. The next couple of weeks, my man, are going to be spicy. So stay tuned, everybody. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for, for the roadmap we got ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to be a shit, shit, shit show. For the next month, um, and it's gonna be a fucking blast. So, all right, buddy. With that being said, I will catch you on the flip side later, my dude. <laughs>